0: All right, people, (laughs) today is Wednesday. Let's get ready to rock and roll. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd. Welcome to episode number 328 of the Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Over the next 45 minutes, me, Kenneth Ruff, Cyber Munchkin, Kincifilis, oh boy. Tom Bishop, Andrew Nakamura, Brian White, my man, James McQuiggan. Are gonna, and so many more of the Simply Cyber community are gonna be ripping through the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. We'll be going through each of it. I'll be giving my opinion and analysis on what it means to you as a practitioner in the macro level, like how's this big picture affect you? At the transactional level, what can I do about it this week to help reduce cyber risk for my organization? If you're looking to break into the industry, if you're pivoting into the industry, if you just got your first job, all of this is going to have incredible impact, incredible value for you. Plus, everybody in chat is a great person and they're sharing their thoughts, opinions, and support uh, throughout. So you're definitely going to have a good time settling the next 45 minutes is going to be well worth your time. Now, very excited about Wednesdays around the world. We'll get into that in just a minute. Stay tuned. We are raffling off. We're raffling off multiple prizes today. Compliments of Alana Boyajian, Simply Cyber, and James McQuiggan. So stay tuned to the mid-roll for the raffle. But before we get into all that I do want to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsor, starting with my good friend Eric Taylor at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated hardworking business owners into turmoil. But guess what y'all Barricade Cyber Solutions. They know how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. So don't don't risk it, y'all. Don't risk it for the biscuit. That might work in the NFL, <laughs> but in real life. Don't risk it. Contact BarricadeCyber.com, right? Go to BarricadeCyber. We got the screen on the uh, stream right now. If you scroll down at the bottom, right here is Eric Taylor's calendar, and this is where the rubber hits the road. You can get on his calendar, set up. Hey, what would it look like? If we were on fire right now, what would it look like? How would we contact you? How would you get engaged? What access would you need? Oh, so here's a shocker. Eric and his team would probably need access to your Office 365 tenant. Why? Because they need to pull telemetry and logs and tell you how bad this is. Do Does Eric and team have an account right now? No. What would it take for them to get an account? Whatever that delta of time is that it takes for them to get the account, that's time that you're actively being compromised and not, <laughs> not mitigating it. So go to BarricadeCyber.com and get on Eric's calendar. Also want to say shout out and love to Panopti Security for sponsoring the stream. Panopti Security run by Brandon Poole, a good friend of mine, and Simply Cyber. Panopti Security does many things, including quantified risk assessments. A quantified risk assessment is an evidence-based um statistically sound it, it produces statistic reporting at the end uh to show you what your risk exposure is when you say like what's your risk appetite and you're looking at like a green yellow red uh heat map that's it's so much better than that right it'll tell you you have like a 14 to 22 percent chance of a ransomware attack this year which isn't so bad or you have a 95 percent chance of a ransomware attack this year and you can invest you know, $8,000 to $14,000 to reduce it by 50%, right? I'm not going to get into all the numbers. My point is the business loves themselves some quantified risk assessments. It takes a little bit more time than qualified, but it's well worth it. All right, now I want to remind all of you that each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE, so be sure to say, what's up in chat? Uh, Oh, also, I want to remind you that XM Cyber is also a sponsor, but we'll talk more about them later. Uh, Thank you very much, XM Cyber. Uh, Have a CPE so say what's up in chat. It's very easy. If you don't know what to say if you're live with us right now I see 110. I can't wait to go around the world. Just say hi in chat and uh, Hashtag team live is good. We're gonna we're gonna be dropping where we're at mods get ready because I'm gonna need help on this one My man. All right, here's the mod chat uh, if you are watching on replay, hashtag TeamReplay in the comments. Love connecting with all of you. I've been seeing so many Team Replay comments and so many funny uh, comments or quips on the stories or your favorite thing. It's been fantastic. Thank you all very much. Also, hashtag Passive Observer. I have seen multiple people who, you know, you're regular attendee of the Simply Cyber community, and you've been a little shy to say hello don't worry about that just take the first step and type hashtag passive observer that's all you got to do you don't have to say anything else but i guarantee you if you do it people are going to say hi to you and maybe ask you a question you're going to begin networking and you're going to be loving it and trust me in three months six months from now you're going to look back at me like i can't believe i didn't start networking sooner so so valuable all right guys it's my favorite part of the show. Oh, I forgot to do one thing. Hold on one second. This has to do with um, the sponsorship. Let me drop this in chat right now. Doink. Let me pin this in chat. Pin message. All right. Worldwide Wednesday, people. Love it. Love it. Love it. Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV, now IT Pro from ACI Learn, the international online training solution that professionals in audit. Cybersecurity and IT turn to for binge-worthy content use promo code simply cyber 30 to get 30% off your first month or first year you can see it in the pin comment you can see it underneath the world map guys IT pro TV is super legit it's a very very good platform with really really. here's my thing there's tons of free stuff on the internet it pro tv does cost money but what you're getting is your time and it's all focused and curated for you it's like it's a really great platform check it out also if you're a veteran my understanding is you get 60 percent off so don't even use simply cyber 30. just go for the veteran discount all right now let's roll this back to two minutes two minutes and let's get ready to go around the world thank you so much for ACI Learning for sponsoring the segment. Guys, tell me where you're at and let's get going. Oh, Ramadan Kareem. uh, oh, Texas, very nice. I like it. Afghanistan. Boom, baby, boom, in the house. Toronto, Canada, representing the Maple Leaf. California, Flat Rock, Illinois. UK, Kenneth Ruff, I see you. Pip, pip, and all that. West Virginia. Holy crap, coming in fast. Upper Michigan, the UP. Good morning, Tevren. Good to see you. Hey, Subro, coming out of. India, South Korea, Fabio's in the South Korean area, love it. We're online in South Korea, Iceland's in the house, love it, love it, love it. Perth, Australia, thank you, Paul Cooper, bringing Australia into into the red. UK, England, Ohio's in the house. North Carolina, Saudi, 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 Saudi. Very nice, where is my Saudi Arabia, there it is, Pennsylvania. Tom Bishop's in the great country of Poland. Romania's in the house, yes, we're doing all right on the map, Mexico. Where's our South America people? DR in the house. Way to go DR. Boom baby. Way to go. Ramara, Ontario, Puerto Rico, Ireland. Oh. Very nice Ireland. What? Just- Rhode Island. Oh man, tiny state representing. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Atlanta, Georgia, the Peach State in the house. The Big Apple in the house. We're getting all the fruit baskets. Driving to Detroit. Virginia. Inglewood. Inglewood always up to no good. El Salvador. El Salvador. I'm going to need help on where El Salvador here is. Pakistan. Pakistan represent. I'll come back to you, El Salvador. Berlin. Germany's in the house. Uh, Bangladesh is in the house. Where's Bangladesh? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. It's gonna t- I can't. Okay, hold on. Connecticut. Uh, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe's in the house. Yes, we've got Africa online, people. Way to go. All right, Berlin, Germany. Germany's up there. All right, hold on. All right, hold on. Let's check where we're at. That was was coming in hot and heavy. Wow. Give me a second. All right, where are we at? Hold on. So Bangladesh is next to India to the right. Thank you. Nice, Bangladesh. Now we had, uh, I feel like there was a... El Salvador is Central America, Pacific side. Nice, we got it, we got it. Okay, so thank you very much, everybody. It looks like we did not get South America. I am happy with myself. Any day that I can do Worldwide Wednesday is a good day. Any day that I'm not fumbling about looking for a tiny tiny country on this little map is good. Uh, Did we get any South America people? i I don't know guys is el salvador technically south america isn't like colombia i don't know like panama does panama identify as south america all right no problem subro we'll try to be a little quiet all right well it looks like we didn't get worldwide wednesday unless you want to count el salvador as south america marcus seiler says it's close enough you know what let's take a victory lap let's take a victory lap nice job everybody we're gonna take a w for this one we'll, we'll let the lawyers sort it out okay all right hey real quick everybody thank you so much for participating in worldwide wednesday definitely my favorite activity um i've got a brand new coffee i haven't even had a sip of coffee this is what i look like sans coffee guys let me grab a cup of a co- uh, sip of coffee and we'll get right into the news um and, and remind me of jaw jacking because this is a special cough like i'm doing something with the coffee right now I've been drinking the same coffee for a while, and this is a different one for a reason. I'll tell you at jaw in time. It's not bad. It's not my favorite. It's called crank, though. <laughs> it's supposed to get you all cranked up. We'll see what happens. All right, sit back, relax, and uh, we'll see if, if uh, this coffee uh, ignites me like it says it's going to. All right. <laughs> all right, sit back, relax, and let the... Awesome waves of top cyber news wash over you. From the CISO
1: series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Breach forums to shut down amidst law enforcement concerns. The new administrator of Breach Forums said that they plan to shut down the popular cybercriminal platform after the FBI arrested 21-year-old Connor Brian Fitzpatrick last week. Fitzpatrick is alleged to be the hacker known as Pom Pom Purin, the leading administrator of Breach Forums. The new administrator, who uses the account named Baphomet, said that somebody accessed the platform's backend using Pom Pom Purin's account on Sunday afternoon. Baphomet expressed concerns that law enforcement may have access to the site's source code and information belonging to
0: forum users. <laughs> okay. Hackers use zero. Might hold on, really quick. We're doubling down. <laughs> yep, guys. Hey, listen. No surprise. No surprise. Go listen to Darknet Diaries episode gol- g- golf golf golf. Golf-ul-um? Gollum fun? Gollum fun. Jesus, Jerry. This crank isn't working yet. All right. Gollum fun uh, here. Darknet Diaries. Check it out. This is definitely worth it. Um, oh my God. Why, 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 Look at right here. Gollum fun part one and two. This is about shadow crew. The original OG, um, dark web. Like dude, at the beginning of the internet <laughs> way back when they didn't even have a dark web shadow crew was like on the surface web, but it was like a hacker form and stuff like that breach form. Like, Oh, by the way, golem fun was the administrator. He got arrested. And then he like turned a bunch of people. The secret service was all up in shadow crews business. This dude right here, Palm um, Perrin got arrested the other day running a breach form where you're dropping data breaches. You're selling them. Um, I don't know if ransomware threat actors are depositing here. Whatever, it's basically a shady, uh, dark web marketplace, right? And Palmheron the, gets arrested, and then the new forum administrator takes over and looks at the access logs. By the way, can we just say, like, way to go um, to the criminal who's now the administrator of breach forum for practicing good cybersecurity? Looks like they had good logs going. They had good telemetry detection rules in place. Oh, an unusual, unexpected login to a sensitive, critical piece of infrastructure. Hmm, maybe that warrants investigation. Guys, even though it's criminal, they're still practicing the same best practices from a cybersecurity operations perspective. So take take that to, uh, to the bank, right? So they see this unusual activity from an account that absolutely shouldn't be uh, logging in. Who the person is literally under arrest. There is no question that federal law enforcement kind of dorked this up um, by having that guy log in. It was definitely uh, coerced. Like, oh hey, we'll knock some time off your sentence if you log in and give us access to more uh, more criminals who are using the platform, etc. Dude, when you get arrested, I would assume. based on the Golem fund story when you get arrested like you're like oh snitches get stitches and then they're like would you like to spend 25 years in federal prison or would you like to not and they're like i'll tell you everything (laughs) what do you want to know right so this is not surprising now it sucks um i guess for the criminal who's the admin because this was like probably their livelihood and now it's closing but guess what um that's why you don't do crime (laughs) frankly yeah, I get it. Crime pays, but it also is compri- can be pretty unstable. All right, way to go, law enforcement.
1: A to drain 1.6 million dollars oh. from.
0: And the final, the final thing I'll say about this, and I, I said this, I think, on Monday, another forum is just going to crop up, guys. It's like all of the people who are using these forums. There's a market there, right? There's a market there. This is also, you know, basic market economics, right? The way business works in general. If there's a market for people who want this type of product and this product disappears uh, they're gonna go somewhere else someone else is gonna stand up on right like like we all use email right or discord if discord went down like discord disappeared because the fbi raided discord right it, it would be the, just another pla- like look at twitter and mastodon mastodon's not that great a platform but everybody went over there because it's the best option right now right same thing so this this This, you know, stops it for now, but it doesn't stop the problem from a root cause analysis.
1: Bitcoin ATMs. Over St. Patrick's Day weekend, unidentified hackers stole more than $1.6 million in cryptocurrency from Bitcoin ATMs owned by General Bytes. Threat actors were able to exploit a zero-day flaw after remotely uploading a Java application via the master service interface, which terminals use to upload videos. The attacker then compromised API keys used to access and transfer funds, downloaded usernames and password hashes, and disabled two-factor authentication.
0: What? Um, this is interesting. This is interesting. So, you know, like, first of all, this, this sto- well, hold on. I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, love it, love it. Obviously. So this is really interesting. I haven't seen these Bitcoin ATMs, but if you think about it for a second, somebody, uh, if you go to a Bitcoin ATM and take money out, you've got to be pulling it from some wallet somewhere, right? Like you have to be making the transaction from a wallet to your wallet. Um, so this sounds like a, uh, a heist, um, But not like the big heist in a heist movie, but like an early heist to kind of like set up the opening action sequence and then fund the, the larger heist crime that's going to be happening. Uh, this is pretty slick. They uploaded um, a, a custom Java app that basically uh, exploited some type of zero day. Zero day, meaning the vendor doesn't know about it. We talked about this yesterday, so go watch that show if you uh, don't know what a zero day is. Um, and once they were in there, then they were able to read and decrypt API keys to access fun in hot wallets, which is not good, right? Once you have API keys, you can be making calls all over the place. Um, and they robbed a bunch of people. This really sucks guys. Cause, um, I don't know who owned, here's the thing. Like, I don't know if, a ba- like traditionally a bank owns the money in the ATM and you're taking the money from the bank with Bitcoin and hot wallets and stuff. It could be a stable of people who have all agreed to have their wallets and their Bitcoins basically used in exchange for some type of, um, uh, you know, interest on their, on their, in- on their investment, the way that like modern, uh, typical traditional banking works. So I'm not really sure, but General Bytes really needs to get their crap together. This is the second cyber attack uh, they've suffered in since in the last three months. Uh, so really interesting. It, guys, honestly, it just goes to show you that when money is just software uh, and it, it can it you, you have to really protect it. Um, I say that, but at the same time, I'm thinking like I very, very rarely hold hard currency anymore. I do online banking, I move money, I pay, you know, through uh, Venmo and stuff like that. So we're basically all digital anyways. It's just with Bitcoin, there's no, like, it's decentralized, right? So you can, there's a lot more areas of um, exposure. So anyways, it's just another reason why I'm, I'm off Bitcoin. DC
1: Health Link hacker motivated by Russian patriotism. On March 7th, DC Healthlink reported a data breach that exposed sensitive healthcare information of nearly two dozen members of Congress and their families, along with tens of thousands of Washington area residents. The hacker who goes by the handle Denver said online that the breach, quote, was an idea born out of Russian patriotism, end quote. Denver posted a sample of the data to breach forums along with a message that read, Glory to Russia. The breach has already sparked three law enforcement and congressional investigations and a civil lawsuit
0: Def- all right so again you don't see this this often i will be bookmarking this uh honestly uh let me i'm gonna bookmark it right now actually Inf- uh psh, 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 infosec case study blink activism point there we go so uh, I have uh, different folders that I bookmark certain stories because I give talks all the time, and it's nice to have case study to point to right away. This is a textbook hacktivism. The individual who did this attack did not care about the actual health data. They weren't using it to uh, potentially extort uh, politicians in, in you know, powerful positions. They were literally just um, a kind of lone wolf activist who thinks that by breaching DC HealthLink and letting the sensitive information out of uh, U.S. Um, politi- politicians, federal officials, and stuff like that, they're doing good for Russia, right? Uh, kind of short, short-sighted, right? I mean, or, or you know, small. It, obviously, very good at hack, you know, did the whole breach. Like, I'm not taking the technical chops away from this individual, but, like, this isn't going to cause an upheaval in the United States around like, oh, everything's unsafe, right? So I don't know if like the objective they were hoping to achieve was was um actually achieved or not, but this doesn't surprise me. This it's it's not often you see hacktivism, but when it does happen, it's pretty clear and obvious. Um now what's interesting is there's been like congressional um <laughs> dude, you know what you know what cracks me up? Um I'll just point this out really quickly because they said it in the story. Um, The included, the data that was breached was date of birth, home address, social security number, insurance policies, etc. Now, it is scary for any individual to have their home address compromised, their date of birth, right? Like, this is personal information and you wouldn't want it. What I do think is really funny is, you know, it's it's sad, it's sad. But in the United States, even though it's a democracy and it's like anyone can grow up to be president of the United States or... You can realize a dream. That's that's not really the case, right? There's there's a wealth equity gap, there's a power gap. You know, people who are born into certain families have a much higher chance of like going to better schools, which would put them in better positions, etc. So when somebody uh, hacks the personal data and leaks it of very powerful people, well then. Three law enforcement, congressional investigations, and a civil lawsuit happen, right? I'm not saying that they don't warrant law enforcement investigations. What I'm saying is people in very powerful positions are pissed and they want answers, and this is part of the response, right? So Regulators! it's one of those ones. It's like, like, this is kind of uh, to attach this. This is why I say um, when you're a ransomware threat actor, um, targeting businesses that aren't the U S government is probably a better idea. You hit like colonial pipeline and all of a sudden the full force of the United States federal government is up your butt, right? Where to the fact where you like lose the money and have to disband your ransomware threat organization, look at dark side, look at colonial pipeline. You'll see the U S got the money, some of the money back, like $70 million, which is unheard of in ransomware uh, crimes, but you, you hit any other, you know, Minneapolis school district, There's no law enforcement, congressional investigations going on there, right? I'm sure there's a law enforcement of some sort. But my point is, it's not exactly uh, um, consistent, right? Okay, so anyways, hacktivism.
1: Defender update causes Windows LSA protection warnings. On Tuesday, Microsoft said that its Defender antivirus updates are triggering security warnings that indicate local security authority or LSA protection is turned off. LSA protection is a security feature that defends sensitive information like credentials from theft by blocking code injection and process memory dumping attacks. The issue only impacts Defender antivirus build KB5007651 on Windows 11 systems. Microsoft said that users who have LSA enabled and have restarted at least once since the update can ignore the warnings until a bug fix is released. Ugh. And
0: All right, so this is good for practitioners out there. Um, basically, you know, we train our end users and ourselves, frankly, that when you see, <clears throat> when you see your, um, your EDR agent, your endpoint detection and response, your anti-malware, like whatever, whatever security technologies you have on your endpoint, your, your desktop, your laptop, right? When it starts firing off notifications or messages, that's typically an indication of compromise, right? Like something's bad happening here, okay? You'd hope it goes off. So this bug, frankly, uh, unfortunately, Defender pops up and says, your Windows lo- local security um, authority protection is off. You are vulnerable. But it's just a bug. It's not true. Uh, but you really got to get in, in front of this. Um, it's going to be very difficult. I, you know what? Honestly, I, if it were me and my organization, I would educate your help desk I would, I would educate your help desk about this and I would, uh, but I wouldn't send out a mass message to your end user community, right? Cause, cause I'd almost want them to see it and call the help desk. Like I'd almost take it as an opportunity to validate that the behavior is actually implemented into your end user population. If this thing's popping up all over the place and people are just closing it, that's an indication of a bigger problem at your organization, right? So, <clears throat> plus, I feel like if you send a all hands message out that says, "Hey, you might get a pop up that says your your Defender endpoint it says it's you're vulnerable, but you're really not." Now you're actually doing yourself a disservice because th- your end users, your carls, oh! they're not like, "Oh, Microsoft Defender." Bleh. They're they're also not like, "Oh, this." This is like a a point in time issue, and Microsoft's releasing a bug fix, which will probably fix later today. What you all you're doing is telling your end user population, "Hey, when a pop up comes up and says um, you're vulnerable or you're you're being compromised, it, it's not a big deal, right?" And now now you're you're actually like shooting yourself in the foot, um, right? Was it Plaxico Burst who shot himself in the leg? I think it was. Uh, but uh, anyways, my point is. Be very careful how you uh, communicate this one because you don't want to actually do damage to your organization. See a lot of people saying hey to Jack Scott. What's up Outpost Gray? Good to see you. All right, guys, it's the mid roll, so let's do that. All right, really want to thank all of you for being here. Marcus Seiler, Justin Rower, Internal Stranger, Peter Lee, Marcus Seiler, BSEC, Kimberly. Kimberly, what do you think of my shirt? Guys, cybersecuritycentral.org, check it out. Guys, if you get an educational value, entertainment value out of the stream, do me a favor and hit that like button. I don't care about the numbers for me personally. That's not like what gets me going. What gets me going is understanding that if enough people who look for cybersecurity content are in a live stream and they all like the live stream, YouTube's going to go find more people looking for cybersecurity content and show them this. And they're going to join the Simply Cyber community. Then we're going to be high-fiving. We're going to be networking. We're going to be helping more people. And it's all about good times. So hit the like button. Thank you, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Thank you, Panopti Security for the continued support. And thank you, XM Cyber. You guys remember I mentioned them at the beginning. Let's go a little bit deeper on them. You have misconfigurations, vulnerabilities, mismanaged credentials, shadow IT, exposures, in the cloud, on-prem, APIs, middleware, you're a hot mess on fire. But, and you can't even see them all. Like you have some visibility, you know you have problems, but you can't see how they interrelate and connect with each other. Guess what, XM Cyber, That's what they help you with. They introduce a new way to address hybrid cloud exposures. So instead of just looking at like, here's my mismanaged credentials, here's my uh, poorly configured external interfaces. They combine them all together into an attack graph that's actually pretty cool looking. It's dark mode, obviously. And it will proactively uncover those hidden attack paths and security control gaps in your cloud and on your prim network and everything in between. So you can actually pinpoint and prioritize the issues instead of just guessing what you should be uh, remediating and put your organization at a lower cyber risk posture. That's the end of the day, right? Guys, you only have so much time to like patch things or sunset things or find things, right? Just because you're really, really busy doing a bunch of stuff doesn't mean you're actually reducing cyber risk. With a tool like XM-Cyber, you can actually pinpoint where the critical choke points are for attack paths and go fix those first. And you know, basically, do yourself a favor, do your org a favor. Go to xmcyber.com. There's a link in the description below if you want to check out uh, a demonstration of their exposure management platform and see what I'm talking about. It's very, very cool. Thank you, XM-Cyber, for the support. Now, we already did Simply Cyber um, um, Worldwide Wednesday, but let's talk about the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. First of all, I want to say what's up to Jenny Housley, a.k.a. Safety Girl, who is helping me out now. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. We have now tracking information so I don't have to sit up here and fumble about and figure out what I'm doing. So Lisa Fox is team live. So Lisa Fox, if you're here, please tag somebody in chat. And Amir Scott, if you're watching on Team Replay, go ahead and tag somebody in the Simply Cyber Discord community channel, please. And again, thank you to Jenny Housley for being awesome and helping me out, pulling me up from this nosedive I was in yesterday. Guys, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, whoever Lisa tags, whoever Amir tags, go on LinkedIn, post your story, your cybersecurity story. Why are you doing it? What motivates you? What is interesting? use the hashtag simply cyber community challenge that's your part everybody else in chat go find whoever gets tagged go find whoever gets tagged and comment on their post and more importantly connect with everybody whoever the poster was whoever's commenting in chat just like passive observer you're building your network guys this is like building your network on steroids it's it's I don't know if I'm gonna be here tomorrow right I, I could like I don't wanna die but like it's you know like so build your own network. Be the CEO of you. Build this network and and and, le- and just contribute to it. Take take advantage of it. Use it. Help yourself. Networking is so 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 valuable. Please, so please take advantage of it, guys. If you got the Threat Intel newsletter this morning, let me know in chat what you think about it. I'm gonna run the music again because we have to do the raffle. SimplyCyber.io/newsletter is the uh, link you go to get it. On Mondays, I send out an email. I write. On Wednesdays, there's a thread Intel mail from uh, that I collaborate with a group called Codename Purple. Let me know if you got it today. I know the header didn't show up nicely in mobile, but that's that's fine, guys. Uh, let me know if you liked it. Uh, any any feedback, constructive feedback would be appreciated if you find it valuable, forward it, forward it to other people who you think would find value. Let them, let's grow that newsletter and get get this Intel into other people's hands. All right, now, Give me one second to set up the nightbot, okay? We haven't done a raffle in a minute, so I'm 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 still a goober about this. Here we go. All right, here we go. Giveaways. Keywords G R C. All right, guys. If you want to enter the raffle right now, hold on. Let me find a raffle. Um If you want to end on the raffle, go to, um, type GRC in chat right now, all right? GRC in chat, what we're giving away is, uh, there we go, what we're giving away is a voucher for the GRC Masterclass, that's one raffle. The second raffle, the big prize, we're giving away a voucher for the GRC Masterclass and um, Stuart Wedge's policy development class so you get two classes and one winner gets one class okay the GRC master class and you know what I'm actually gonna I'm gonna raffle off a third GRC master class because I want more people to enjoy it while people are queuing up let me just tell you about this really quickly I'm drinking this coffee called crank right now It's it's okay it almost tastes like I don't want to say medicine, but like, I'm not really enjoying how it tastes, but it's definitely jacking me up right now. I feel that. Woo. I'm only, I've only had one cup of coffee. I'm on my second right now. Let's see what happens. Oh my God. Wow. All right. So 184 of you in chat right now, 213 on stream. If you want to get into the giveaway, let, uh, drop GRC in chat right now. I should have done this at first and then cued other people up. All right, we're gonna do our first raffle prize right now. Oh, thank you, Just a Bite. Here we go. Our first winner of just the GRC Masterclass, one voucher for the class. Compliments of uh, me, okay? We'll do me first and then Mr. James McQuiggan. Winner is Chimera Gonzalez. Chimera Gonzalez. Yes, yes, Chimera. Contact me to get your prizes. All right. Now, Mr. James Mcquigan thank you so much, James, for your donation. We are going to go ahead and roll for James Mcquigan He bought a GRC Analyst Masterclass Voucher yesterday, and we're raffling it off right now. Emilio Garcia! Emilio Garcia, thank you, James McQuiggan, for... Give, uh, for uh, Emilio Garcia's prize, very nice. And now the final prize. This is the big one. One GRC masterclass voucher and one uh, policy development course from the Stuart Wedge. Compliments of Alana Boyajin. Alana, thank you so much for giving to the community. I appreciate that. Let's roll it. Good luck to everybody. Boom, Bryant Peak in the house. Bryant Peak in the house. All right, guys, Chimera, Emilio, Bryant, please contact me in Discord or get with get with any of the mods and uh we will get you your prizes congratulations everybody i hope you enjoy it thank you again alana and james that's what it's all about guys that's what it's all about la 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 all right let's get back into the news yeah shall we
1: yeah a word from our sponsor conveyor Does the mountain of security questionnaires in your inbox make you feel like a $2 umbrella in a hurricane? Then you might want to check out Conveyor, the end-to-end trust platform helping InfoSec teams reduce incoming questionnaires and fly through the ones they do have to complete. Give customers access to a self-serve trust portal to download docs and FAQs. For any remaining questionnaires that do come in, use our GPT questionnaire response tool or white glove questionnaire completion service to knock them completely off your to-do list. To learn more, visit www.conveyor.com. .NET devs targeted with malicious NuGet packages. NuGet! 13 packages hosted on Mm. the NuGet repository for .NET software developers are actually malicious components that will infect systems to download crypto-stealing malware with backdoor functionality. Researchers say the malicious packages impersonate legitimate software such as Coinbase and Microsoft ASP.NET and have been downloaded more than 166,000 times. Researchers say the attack on the .NET software ecosystem is the first time that malicious packages have targeted NuGet.
0: Okay, so I'm not a .NET developer. I do like this graphic, by the way. Just saying. like, I like the graphic. I'm not a .NET developer so I don't know about this NuGet package. If there's a .NET developer in stream or in chat right now, holler at me. Is this basically like PyPy uh or npm? Like is this is this like a common package that lots of .NET .NET devs pull down and use? Um I'd be curious. Um guys, this is be mindful of this if you're a .NET developer. Obviously, because yeah. Oh, actually, thank you, <laughs> thank you, article for pointing out PyPy and JavaScript NPM ecosystems are frequent targets. So yes, this is basically very similar to what I what I just said. Um, so if you're a .NET developer, be mindful of this. This is straight up an attack on software supply chain. The federal U.S. federal government and big tech, right? Um, Amazon, Google. Facebook, they're all investing, Google, yep. They're all investing uh, into soft open source software security because it's well-known that anyone can contribute to open source software, including threat actors. Threat actors are baking in all sorts of malicious functionality. They're forking popular repos and then making it malicious and, and socially engineering people into downloading it. The fact that this Nougat rep- repository, which by the way, sp- like side story, I love the name Nougat. Like it, it's like mouthwatering. I prefer caramel over nougat, but the word itself is delicious. Okay, Um, .NET codes running malware without any warnings or alerts. So obviously this is wicked bad. If you are a.NET .NET developer, you may wanna go look at your existing code base to see if you've actually pulled in any of these type of um, malicious scripts and, and make sure you're not damaging yourself. Guys, at the end of the day, whether it's .NET, Python, Go, Rust, whatever, if you're pulling code in that you didn't develop yourself, which is wicked common, it's super common to import existing code. That's like part of the the value of uh, re, you know um, leveraging existing code bases, right? You can you can code fast and everything like that. You've got to be mindful that you're accepting a little bit of risk uh, that the code could have malicious components to it. So it's incumbent upon you if you want to reduce that risk, to do a little bit of investigation validation and see what's going on. So, so software supply chain issues, they're not going anywhere.
1: Anti-Semitism more than doubled on Twitter since Musk takeover. Days after Elon Musk took over Twitter back in October of 2022, the social media platform saw a surge in hateful content, which the company downplayed as a focused short-term trolling campaign. However, new research reveals that from October 27th until February 9th of 2023, tweets deemed plausibly anti-Semitic averaged nearly 13,000 per week. This represented an increase of 105% from the weekly average observed just prior to Musk's acquisition of the platform. While the researchers acknowledge that their AI algorithm is not perfect, they estimate that their model makes correct decisions roughly 75% of the time.
0: All right, hold on. So. Like I understand what racism is, right? As a as a concept, I get it, and anti semitism. But I I don't understand how people like are that way. It's it's so friggin' simple minded and short sighted and idiotic. It, it 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 like it it it. There's no why why it's so stupid. So anyways. Elon takes over and Twitter, like, you know, big surprise. Hold on, where's my little, um? where's my dumpster fire? This is fine. Actually, it, this is not fine. Just dumpster fire, okay? Right, Elon takes over and it becomes more hate speech, right? I'm sure if there was research done, there's probably more anti, uh, like, anti-marginalized um, marginalized groups, right? So, like, anti-LGBT, anti... Um, different races or, or cultural backgrounds, right? So, this isn't good. The one thing that uh, bugs me or grosses me out, okay, it, is that this group, right? This group, whoever this group was, was able to do research to see how much anti Semitic tweets were going on, right? If a company can do research and see this, why can't Twitter? see this right and and block it or delete the accounts or stop those kind of tweets from uh, from from existing right it's just it's just i don't know man i will say like hey i do like uh what's this um ai fighting it with ai okay shall we there's a good there's a good use case for ai can move faster it can identify uh, tone and inflection and intention and all these other things. And guys, I don't know, I, like something that came across my desk yesterday that was like anti-female. And I was I, like, it's not discreet. It's not covert. It's not like, well, oh, I kind of see the point. It's just straight up hate. So, like, those type of comments, those type of tweets, those type of things, it's like, how are they not obviously just flagged and blocked and deleted? And, and it's just, I don't know, man. We got big problems. Like, hate, hate doesn't need to be one of them, you know? Whatever. I, like, it's part of the reason why people left Twitter, too, right? Take it easy, Jack Scott.
1: Fort finds businesses conflicted about cybersecurity's role as a business enabler. A new report released by Trend Micro on Tuesday revealed that while nearly two-thirds of global organizations plan to increase cybersecurity budgets in 2023, business leaders hold conflicting views about the function. Over half of business decision-makers claim cybersecurity is a necessary cost but not a revenue contributor, while a similar share argue that its value is limited to attack and threat prevention. Nearly two-fifths even view security as a barrier rather than a business enabler. Nonetheless, 81% worry that lack of cybersecurity credentials could impact their ability to win new business, with about a fifth admitting it already has.
0: All right. So just quick update on the coffee. I'm actually finding myself difficult to, like, uh, focus, and I'm sweating through my shirt. So this coffee, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not going to drink ever again. Holy crap. I am, like, wide open right now with this thing. All right. So check this out. Um Research highlights cybersecurity, underestimated role as a business and revenue enabler. All right, so there's been this major thing. Um, there's the, okay, you got to remember, a business is in the business of making money, right? When you have IT, it's it's a cost center. Like you need to have a laptop, you need to have a database, AD, right? You need to have these things, right? And it's it's seen as the cost of doing business, okay? I'm just taking this back a step, right? So, if you're running a business, like like Simply Cyber, right? I I pay uh, you know, a month like I I have a monthly amount basically that I need to spend in order to provide Simply Cyber, right? Like this this platform I'm streaming on right now isn't free, right? A lot like a lot of the things cost money, which is which is fine, right? It's fine, right? You guys support with the squad, I have sponsors, like it's fine, okay? But it costs money. So, when you're looking at where your expenses are versus the things that are actually delivering revenue or profit, you want to increase profit and reduce expenses. And cyber has long been seen as what's called a cost center. You need to have it, and it's not, it's not seen as business, right? Which is why a lot of businesses don't invest in cybersecurity because they don't see the value in it. They think it's IT, and we have B sec doing network engineering. We don't need a cybersecurity person, right? Until they get hit with ransomware or some serious incident, then they're like, "Holy crap, we don't actually have anyone doing anything." And that's why they invest heavily after an incident. Okay, now that doesn't have to do with this specifically about investing after the fact. This is before the fact. Now, here's what you need to know. There's been a. There's this is a macro level uh, observation over the last like three years, four years, five years, there has been a shift, right? CISOs have been getting in front of the board. Um, Some CISOs aren't even reporting to the CIO anymore. Um, It's like the golden age of, of CISOs, right? We're not quite there yet. And we've moved from cost center to business enabler. Now a business enabler means, hey, we can go expand into the healthcare market because we're already doing all these other things and we are HIPAA compliant. Hey, we can expand into the European market because we're already doing all these things and we're automatically GDPR compliant, like whatever it is, right? So this is seen as, Oh, now you don't just, you don't suck cybersecurity. You're actually doing something for the business that isn't annoying, but it's difficult to make that case. And very good CISOs are able to make that case. Uh, and, and, and poor ones are unable, and there, a global study is showing that we haven't made that much progress in it, right Over half of individuals uh, interviewed in this survey, which are probably if I had to guess like CIOs or business business uh, leaders, half of them said it's a necessary cost but doesn't contribute to revenue, which is the longstanding uh, position and forty eight percent argue that its value is limited, and a fifth see it as a barrier this this, this fifth, 38% of people, this is where we struggle guys. And this this group of people almost will never be convinced unless they've experienced a cybersecurity incident. When you're seen as a barrier, that's a problem. People, people go around barriers, right? When there's a barrier in your way, what do you do? You go around it. This is how controls get circumvented. This is how shadow IT happens. This is how the CEO runs a MacBook when you're a Windows shop, right? Things like this, or you're adding friction. When you introduce multi-factor authentication, when you say we can't use that cloud service, you are seen as a barrier or an adding of friction, and it's not good. This right here is partly a key kind of um, hidden aspect and a very important aspect, I might add, of governance, risk, and compliance, GRC, right? This is a very critical part of GRC. It's, It's soft skill of being able to communicate in an effective way to change positions for other people, right? You can't just yell at someone and tell them, this is the way it's going to be. You have to win their hearts and mind. You have to show them the value prop or the problem with their current way of thinking, which as a final thought to close this out, this is why incidents are so powerful at changing the opinion. Because when you have a cyber incident, I mean, you are experiencing all of the negative impact and, and when I say it will be a terrible day for you, you're like, yeah, all right, whatever. When you're actually living that terrible day, it's much, much more impactful on the individual. And because of that, they change their behavior. So anyways, that's, that's a long diatribe on the importance of GRC, especially um, a CISO's job. A CISO's job is to build an information security program. So internally looking down, but it's also quite important to look externally in, um, modified the behavior and attitudes of the business itself
1: renowned researcher kelly lum passes oh, away dude i am the out of control the cybersecurity right community now. is mourning the passing of security expert kelly lum also widely known by her twitter handle at aloria lum was the director of information security at service channel a position she held since 2019 Prior to that, Lum served as an adjunct professor at New York University's Tandon School of Engineering and regularly lent her expertise at cybersecurity organizations and conferences, including Dark Reading, SummerCon, and Black Hat. Lum served as a member of the Black Hat Advisory Board and as the defense track lead.
0: Damn. And- I, I can't stop drinking the coffee just really quickly because I need coffee. Okay. Um. Unfortunately, I did not know Eloria, Um. I, I hadn't had the opportunity, but it, it sounds, it sounds, I mean, it sucks, right? Like we are, we might look like a huge community, cybersecurity community, but we're not. It's, 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 it's a small community and it's an intimate community, right? And I guess, I mean, she looks young. So, I mean, obviously it was an unexpected passing away. Um, let me know in chat, did anybody, uh, you, anybody know, Aloria uh, or Follow? Aloria on uh, on Twitter, uh, teaching at NYU, speaking at Black Hat and other conferences. Um, you know, being um, you know a leader in the security research space. I mean, clearly, uh, clearly a great contributor. Uh, and I'm sure our community is worse off not having uh, an individual like this in the community. So, uh, you know, I guess one thing I would say is take a minute and uh, appreciate you know who you have what you have cuz you know it can it can just disappear in a moment right so all right let's let's uh oh i think that's that's the stories let's see so uh it is 853 we went a couple minutes over so apologies to ncc group and uh base case uh for going a few minutes over if you are one of the 219 people who are here just for the news I uh, Thank you very much before you go. You definitely want to hear this. I have been doing this um, I, Like Eric Capuano wrote a blog post. So you want to be a sock analyst. I made a video about it I made a deeper video about it with everything step by step. I Talked to Eric Eric's coming on simply cyber live tomorrow from 4 30 p.m. to 5 30 p.m. I am going to be showing the video the the step by step video. It's a 45 minute video, okay? It you cannot watch it yourself. It's unlisted on YouTube. It's not available for public consumption at this time, okay? What I'm going to do is I'm gonna play the video with Eric on stream, and he's going to be giving context and explaining what's going not just what's going on, but why is it important. He'll be answering all your questions. Guys, if you are a sock analyst and you or you want to be a sock analyst, or you want to know more about being a sock analyst this stream like it's free it's free but this is the kind of stream that you would pay like three hundred dollars to attend like like this is going to be a ridiculous over the top value add stream eric is a 20-year cyber um operator blue team expert um run he's a cto at recon infosec he's a sans instructor specifically on defender operations This blog post, all the content, you're going to see it all step-by-step. He'll answer all your questions. He and I are both super pumped about this. You definitely want to know. Mr. Wednesday asks, what's a SOC analyst? If you don't know, a SOC analyst is a Security Operations Center analyst. They are the person at a business who is watching network traffic, looking at telemetry coming in, and they're the ones who detect when something bad happens and then they go after it and take care of it, right? It's a very exhilarating position. It's very intense, but, uh, and there's a lot of job opportunity in the market, right? Sock analyst is an excellent entry-level job in a cyber security it's a little bit more technical but how do you get that experience oh i don't know build a sick sock home lab which is what the video does he's the guy who wrote the blog post i'm the one who made the video we're gonna go through it believe me you are not going to want to miss this particular live okay like yes i do lives all the time and it's a lot of fun this one this one's gonna be special okay i will definitely have purged the caffeine out of my body by then i am like full Oh like sweat in my body right now is like on full send. Holy crap. Wow. Also, I am like out of my I'm like out of my mind right now. Um special thanks to Barricade Cyber, Panopsi and XM Cyber for their continued support. Thank you to James McQuiggan and Alana for their generous donations uh to the raffle prizes. Congratulations to our raffle winners, Emilio. Um I'm sorry, I forgot who, who won the first one. Emilio. Um, oh my God, Jerry. I'm I'm sorry. Congratulations to our winners. I'm sorry. I'm I'm like uh, I'm like I'm like uh, <laughs> I'm having like a race condition in my head right now. Ooh, okay. So um yeah. So if you were here just for the news, thank you very much. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, because I am teaching. Uh, but it it will be it will be here. Okay. All right, so really quick, I want to tell you guys, let's jaw jack for a minute if you guys want to hang. I told you about the Thursday Live. Um, So this coffee thing, okay? So there's a company out in New York um, that I, I I had a conversation with and they're like, we would love to make a, an exclusive like coffee bean for you and, um, you know, like, you know, basically have like Simply Cyber Coffee, essentially. And they're like, and I said, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a simply cyber coffee unless it's the coffee i drink every day right obviously and they're like all right well let let us send you five different coffees that we think would be because i told them i like dark roast right french roast and they're like all right we'll send you five try them out and if you like one we can go forward and if you don't then you know whatever we won't do it i was like all right because that's how i am right i'm, I'm i've got to use it before i uh get affiliated with it so the first one is crank <laughs> I got news for you. This one isn't gonna become. My <laughs> this one's not my daily drinker. Holy jeez! I might go outside and run a marathon. Oh, um, one of them was a decaf, so I threw that in the trash. No Ain't nobody got time for that. Run a PR on this coffee, exactly, Jordan. I might. Ooh, I might. Uh, today might be a run day. This music too, right? Ooh, Jerry jacked. All right. Oh my god guys. Whew, okay, so that that's happening. Um yes, alright, so what what thank you uh, James McQuigan? What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Alright, hey Brood, passive observer. Hey there, Megabrood. Everybody, say hello to Megabrood. Oh my god. Shirt looking awesome, thank you. Guys, check out cybersecuritycentral.org definitely a wonderful nonprofit organization who's hooking it up hey quick update on simply cybercon you guys I'm gonna try to do a like an all like an all hands transparency meeting on Friday stay tuned for that I hate to be so poorly uh, for someone who likes to be organized and, and scheduled and stuff I, I'm sorry that I'm not um, able to schedule this out in advance as much but um, make sure I don't have a 9 a.m. I do not. Um, Allison Van Stone and Kimberly uh, McKnight are officially leading the marketing and promo team for the Simply CyberCon. Joe Belton, Aaron Katzgager, officially leading the Discord, um, you know, backend infrastructure uh, setup. Um, Josh Mason, uh, I'm not sure exactly what his role is yet. I think he's in charge of sponsorships, etc. So if you want to get involved with the Simply Cyber conference, which is going to be November 8th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., I think we've decided. Uh, stay tuned for more information on that. We will have a and really one key thing I want to point out, especially for you people who are doing your best um, to begin networking and deliver value to the community to build your own network. We will have a new speaker track. It's, a ter- it's like speed rounds, right? So 15-minute talks. If you've never spoke before, right? Lean into the uncomfortable, lean into the anxiety, and sign up. We'll have all the information for you, but sign up. You can give a 15-minute talk. You know something that you can share with the community at large in 15 minutes, right? And then you're a speaker. Boom, 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 boom. And if you're really, really nervous on November 8th for your talk, drink drink some crank. (laughs) You'll never see this again on stream, by the way. Oh, my God. All virtual. It is an all-virtual conference, yes. We're not ready. We're not... No, no, Mr. Wednesday. VR headset is not needed. We're not ready for... um, In-person conference. uh, Dan Reardon can share his memes, absolutely. Stephen Kellogg with the lulz. I'll drink the crank and then speak. Let's go! Exactly. Oh my god. If I drink any more of this crank, it's going to be like... Take it easy, Funky Monk. Be good. VR headsets next year, exactly, Marcus Siler. We'll be live in twenty-four. Josh Mason, this man has ideas, bro, bro. Chop. You, you got to slow down, son. Well, let's see how Simply Cyber Virtual Con goes first, okay? Finish the whole stream, yes, yeah, Subro. Good, good. Did he say the brand? Nightshade. Uh, I didn't say the brand. I don't think. Hey, Kool-Aid. Am I the only one getting a warning to verify something in chat? Yeah, I don't see anything about Yeah. All right. It's like the Kool-Aid man. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yes, Justin Gold. You could come there. All right, guys. Hey, if you're um, interviewing for jobs this week, let us know interviewing next week. Uh, Unless you don't want your employer to know and you think your employer is actually in stream with us. Don't do that, but just know Local leads USA passive observer. Hi local leads Guys whoever's interviewing best wishes whoever's getting the job congratulations whoever's breaking into the industry. Hell, yeah way way to go Yes Oh, yeah, the newsletters um, if you have feedback on the newsletters Holler at me. Um, Every Monday, I'm sending out three actionable intel pieces. Every Wednesday, we're gonna be sending out a threat intel email that I partner with Codename Purple on. um, And and provide feedback. Forward it to people if you think they're gonna find value in it, okay? Hey Alana, hashtag SimplySire is up in here. As a single Jew not representing all Jews who has heard a lot of anti-Semitic comments, I don't think censorship is the best way to get rid of hate speech. I'd like to know if my boss is, I I assume they're saying, is saying something mean. That's a good point. Uh, Connected with me. Someone I connected and got them on. So here's a win story, guys. Alana Boyajan right now is saying, simply cyber community challenge. Because of the challenge, someone connected with Alana and she connected them with someone and they got a job interview. Again, guys, here's my thing. I cannot promise you. Right. I cannot promise you a job. Right. I can't do it, but I can promise you that if you are networking, which the Simply Cyber Community Challenge isn't, it's like a gateway drug to networking. Right. Like we set it up to help you take that first step. If you do networking, you're planting seeds, and I guarantee you, one of them will sprout a flower that can turn into a job interview or a potential job. I don't know which seed's going to grow, I don't know how long it takes that seed to grow. But I'm telling you, every single person that I have interviewed who pivoted from somewhere into cybersecurity said that networking was critically important and that they wish they had started it sooner. Me personally, guys, I say this all the time. Oh, crap. We have a live stream, don't we? Hold on. I'm an idiot. I think I have a live that is going live right near, like a premiere. Hold on one second. (laughs) Jackass. Did, I, did we have a live that went live a minute ago? Yes. Hey, if you guys want, go over to the live stream because I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm so sorry. Hey. I'm such a dope. Go, go over there. I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Too much going on. Too much crank.